Hello, my name is Eva and I love to read, especially this book, Company of Liars by the author Karen Maitland. This 2008 novel begins its story in an English village in the year of 1348. For those of you with a mind for medieval history, the date will be immediately noticeable. For yes, this novel is set at the onset of the Black Plague, which so ravaged Europe in the mid-14th century. The story follows a motley group of nine strangers who are thrown together by circumstance as they try to hide from, outrun, and flee the coming of the plague. The group consists of a relic seller, two musicians, a married couple, a child with her nurse, and a young boy with a swan arm. There are supernatural elements strewn throughout the book, but they are ensconced in medieval ideas of the age, with hints to the reader that what the characters perceive as truth may have other explanations as well. The Company of Nine journey ever more panicked across the English countryside, attacked by things unseen and people unknown, while forming bonds of a sort with each other and telling each other stories, some true, some definitely not. Yet even as they desperately search for a haven away from the dreaded disease, they fight not only to survive, but to keep their secrets from each other. Some of the nine are far more than what they let on. Some are far less so. This book has been compared to Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, and certainly the setting is contemporaneous, and the story does see strangers travelling together to flee the plague. But while the Canterbury Tales is centred around storytelling, telling stories within a story, as it were, Company of Liars is focused on the overarching thriller-suspense story with a slowly revealed antagonist. Company of Liars has not that light, satirical, witty air of that famed 14th-century Chaucer manuscript. This book is an altogether more gothic experience. The book's protagonist is the relic seller, Camelot, who defends his cell of forgeries as selling hope to the desperate. It is through many of his thoughts and reactions that we as a reader are acquainted with the medieval world presented in this book. And it is a dangerous world that the characters inhabit balancing as it is on the precipice of chaos. All the characters are portrayed as flawed. Some do have empathetic inclinations, but they struggle up against the instinct for self-preservation. It becomes clear to the reader that all the characters are running away from events in their prior lives, and the plague, as frightening as it is, gives them the cover they need to flee towards people and places where they can start anew. The author adroitly describes the claustrophobic dread 
unleashed at the breakdown of a medieval society ruled by beliefs that cannot find an answer to the devastation. And the author tracks this human experience in such a crumbling world through the character's anger, grief, stubbornness, and rare bursts of happiness. I have read some reviews of this book which comment on the emotional distance the reviewer felt towards the characters. I myself did not have such an experience, and I would say that there is a recognizable psychological insight into the portrayal of the characters, but it is subtle, painted with a far lighter brush than the heavier strokes of atmosphere. But you, as a reader, might see this differently. I leave it to you to judge. And with this, also a word of caution. There are several harrowing passages of deadly aggression, which certainly left me quite affected. As I mentioned, this novel is at its heart a thriller, a psychological historical thriller at that. The author's medieval knowledge is impressive, bringing to life the smells, sights and sounds of the age, as well as the beauty of an untouched medieval countryside. Into this world, the author introduces a human menace, an antagonist of their time who also uses the chaos of that time to pursue a single-minded agenda of pure destruction and does this in a twisted idea of truth. With the plague pursuing them and an antagonist hunting them, this novel is somewhat in line with more modern post-apocalyptic fiction, which often poses the question, in a time of disaster, what is the bigger threat to humans, nature or fellow human beings? The book returns again and again to the consequences of past choices and the fear of being exposed just like the plague robs all, richer or poor, of their grace, place and countenance in the world. And so I would say that the themes of the book are Secrets and Lies and Truth in Chaos. As mentioned, each of the nine in the company have a history and a secret which they will go to great lengths to keep not only from the company, but from the world as a whole. Some of the characters, like the relic seller, are deceivers by profession. Others are liars by necessity. Yet they have lived their lies for so long that laying them aside would for them be a greater chaos than the truth of the plague. The book is therefore aptly named Company of Liars, and it is the study of these tense psychological events which unfold in each character's lives that is the meat of the story, while the bones are structured around a suspense narrative with gradual reveals of a permeating threat which might cause havoc not just to the company but to the very realm. And as the story progresses, 
the reader comes to realize that people may run from their past, but their future has already caught up with them. The author, Karen Maitland, splendidly conjures an atmosphere of escalating peril in a medieval world so unlike our own present day, and for its evocative writing style and mystery and intrigue, I would say Company of Liars by Karen Maitland is an exciting yarn and captivating historical thriller. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please consider subscribing to Literature Laughter and Learning as it really does help this podcast grow. Until next time, I have been Eva and thanks so much for listening.